Now we return you to the test card and some music. to the pilot podcast take 31 a weekly podcast reviewing the television pilot episodes past and present he is jed shepherd and he is rob jelly yes i am hey, rob, yes, it you sounded are. like you were going through the the, the change the change <laughs> what, like the menopause yeah. but the uh, the little boy version like, yes Hello, um, it's like welcome. it's like they dropped all of a sudden uh, halfway through the intro it's weird because, I mean, as we said last week on the podcast, I have yeah. had medical issues in the past couple of weeks, <laughs> and therefore um, my nether regions are, are a little bit uh, tingly. So, uh, And we're in the same studio again, which which is good. We are now looking at each but other. I so. saw how gingerly you uh, sat down, just so as not to disrupt anything down there. Yeah. It's a weird thing, man. It's a weird thing. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can listen to last week's episode and I explain it in full. How are you, sir? You well? Yeah, I'm really good. It's good um, to be back in the same room it's with you. good to be back, yeah. I've just been past, uh, since we last spoke, I've just been... Working on films and stuff Doing and TV show things. Um, 2018 is going to be a big year. Uh, we were just discussing beforehand, we've got a lot of things planned for next year to do with this podcast and to do with other other stuff as well. But um, 2017 has pretty much gone awesomely for me. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah, so um, I just kind of want to keep that, that momentum up. Um, a lot of my bucket list has been ticked off this year, so... Good. We'll see, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, all good in general. How have you been, Rob? Yeah, not too bad. Um, yep. Recovery is better than obviously I'm now mobile, which is uh, while yeah. we're hanging out together on this <laughs> evening. Um, but no, I'm all right. Yeah, on, on the mend and back at work, which is nice. And That's good. It's really weird. Like I know people go, you know, some people have a job they love and others just have a job for necessity. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm lucky enough to have one of those ones I love doing. But yeah. um, I, and you know, everyone has little things in their job that they go, do yeah. you know what? That is the one thing I hate about my job. Like, you know, a bit of admin or yeah. you know, certain so-and-so that works in the office. And luckily mine's not a person. Mine's just like, you know, you have to do certain admin bits and bobs. As- do you know what I like that you do every day at work? Go on. I like, um, so uh, if you listen to Rob's show or you follow him on Instagram and Twitter, which you should do, he does a thing uh, every day called That's That Song That Goes. What's it called? Uh, yeah, that's that Song that, that Goes. That's That Song That Goes. Yeah. Which uh, is a phrase, it was born out of a phrase that I get asked, or yeah. I hear a lot. Being a, working in radio, people go to me, like, you know, someone goes, oh, that's that song. Oh, do you know what? Rob knows. Rob, what's that? That's that song that goes, um, it's, it's got the, um, the guy in it with the, um, with the face. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know what that is? Yeah. So, so you I, turn that into like a daily quiz now. I turn it into a little game every day. Yeah. yeah and I, and I take a song and I, I kind of line it up in the show. It. And I pretend I'm basically a part of a football crowd yeah. singing. You know the way a football crowd sings? And they're yeah. all like... <laughs> so, yeah, I just yeah. kind of turned it into a, a silly game that I play at half four in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine what the neighbours think of me. And I, I wake up and I see that and I get it every time. I've, I've got every single one. Have you? Yeah. Good man. Good, every single That's one. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Um, um, so it's been good to be back and yeah. it's nice to be back in uh, post-pop HQ ready yeah. to do another podcast. But what I want to know, Rob, is do you... Have have you had any observations since the last time you met? Yes, because okay, obviously when good. I was off for a week, yeah. I had lots of time on my hands and yeah. uh, my brain was working overtime where my body okay. couldn't. Um, this so, could be a spin-off podcast, Observations. Oh yeah, there's 
that's an idea for next year. Yeah. Put that on the list. Right. So, so this is uh, Rob. He has, um, if you don't remember, he has he has a dictaphone which he a budget uh, dictaphone. Yeah, yeah, which he got from Aldi, and he uh, dictates just his his general thoughts. Things are popping in his head every now and again. Yeah, I do. And uh, yeah, Share and usually they're like gems. So can you let me know if there's been any gems recently? But there's definitely been some gems. Okay. There's also been a lot of nonsense. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> right, I'll go back a few. Um, okay. Right. Let's try this one here. Okay. Right. Uh, say that naming children after strange things is weird. No, what's weirder is continuing to name future humans the same thing you've named older humans. <laughs> that just gets confusing. It's true. John, it is yeah? true. Yeah, you because know, like I like your impression I, I, of John I, I, there. Yeah, well, it's John. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if like if if you've got like uh, you chased your family tree back, but like in my family there was a, you know a load of Jameses, like like about eight in a yeah. row. In most families, yeah, James, and, uh, yeah, James yeah. and Edwards and Henrys and things like that yeah. in Britain is is a very popular sort of male name, but. It's, that's more confusing. Like, why would you continue to just keep saying yeah. the same thing over and over again? Like, yeah. have, a, have an idea. Someone have a brain. It's true. I mean, I'm, I, there's not. I don't know very many Jeds. No, is, you're the only Jed I know. So I can usually go by just my first you, name. You are officially my favourite Jed. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, and you're officially my yeah. least favourite Jed at the same time. So <laughs> you're officially one of the Robs I know. <laughs> I'm one of the Robs you know because I know a lot of Robs. <laughs> Which is Jed's way of saying I'm not his favourite Rob. Aww. I haven't thought about who's my, my favourite Rob is, and I know I've got a lot of good friends that are called Rob, so it'd be hard to choose. Well, it's because we're we are, we are just good. We're all good. To be though. fair, all the Robs I know are decent decent guys. We're good eggs. Yeah, we are good eggs. You are. <laughs> Do you want another one? Yeah, let's see what this is. And when did Hercules become considered a stupid name? <laughs> it's a great name. <laughs> oh, that was obviously a follow-on from the uh, the previous one. I'll try and see what Do the name... Anymore? Yeah, we'll see if our, the thought continued. Hang on. Love these observations. Nothing matches the anticipation of seeing a vehicle with a loose hubcap walking away <laughs> thinking, oh, any minute now, any minute now. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I, I don't know. If people, if people drive a lot and, yeah. and you see cars with a hubcap half on, and you can, <laughs> and, it, and it looks like the wheels coming off. Jesus. Obviously, it's only the hubcap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there is a part of you. I've, I've never seen one. But come you, you want to watch it? Yeah. There's, there's part of me that thinks that no one has ever seen the moment when the hubcap comes off and goes scooting down the road ahead yeah. of the car. But uh, there you go. There's just a few of the nuggets in the last week. Excellent. That could legit be like a, like your own uh, separate podcast called Observations. Maybe, maybe I'll put that together on yeah, the side next year, off the, off the side of the pilot. But uh, enough of my nonsense. Yeah. Shall we get on to format? Crack on to format, yeah. Um, if you're new to the podcast this week, welcome. Um, we are reviewing every television show ever made to try and find, essentially, the best television show ever. Yeah, and I mean, but we're only judging that on the pilot episode. Exactly, that's the key. So not so, how it finishes, not how long it lasts. So I figured out if we do every single TV show ever made, we'll probably be doing this for at least a couple more months. I reckon until at least March. Okay, okay. So it was okay. So we, we, might, we, we might make Easter if we're lucky. Okay, we'll have to stretch it out a bit. Yeah, well, it's all right. We can. It's just, only like we can what, fill ninety-five thousand shows to go through. Give it a sake, yeah. yeah. How many shows have we done so far? Uh, 60. Shit. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh. I can't. Don't make me laugh that hard. It hurts. His groin's twinged. <laughs> 
Right, quick, quick, get on with the show. Okay, let's get on with um, the show. So sorry. we have two shows to uh, analyse. We brought one uh, genuinely each, in pain. One each to the table. Jed, you can go first. What was your show this week? Oh, my, this week, uh, my show is the classic HBO drama Oz. Now, Rob, have you ever heard of the show? Oz? Never heard of it. Okay. Never seen it, so... That's good. Well, it's one of those things that are very, very underrated, uh, but let me tell you a few little mini facts about it before we get started with the theme song, etc. Yep. Um, you know when people talk about the golden age of television? We're currently living in the golden age of TV, where TV is better than films right now. You've got Game of Thrones. I'd go, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. You've got all the biggies, Game of Thrones. You've got Stranger Things, which are, is just raking it. Um, in in the ratings and um, it has officially started in 1997 with HBO and this is the general consensus it started in uh, 1997 um, with um, Oz so Oz was the first one hour dramatic television series uh, that was ever produced by HBO previous to that they they hadn't done an hour uh, drama. So they were half an hour. Yeah, they they done th- yeah exactly, and they've done things like uh, co- like one hour comedy specials, things like that. But this but was not a, not a, a yeah a, a, not a, a, drama. Series, a series. So this was like an event. Um, okay, so that's that's why you I didn't know that. Yeah, it, that's, it feels like a lot of money was was thrown at it. So this premiered on July the twelfth, nineteen ninety seven. Went on for six seasons, um, and finished in two thousand and three. Um, and uh, let's talk about the theme, theme song first. Like, love the vibe absolutely absolutely great and I think it's, it's been copied a lot this kind of like it's almost like guttural noises rather than like a, a song well you say that like I, I kind of I wrote down um, a kind of slight Latin vibe <gasps> and, it's like but, the sound but, you made when you had your groin yeah, yes when I twinged um, hashtag twinge yeah <laughs> um, but yeah I I kind of found like it had something that I couldn't quite put my finger on, and I think you've just nailed it. It's, it's those sound effects. Yeah, it's more of a sound design than a than a piece of music. Exactly. Although it is musical, and and the the, the, the reason why I think it works really well is because a prison, which is if this is a prison drama, is made up of a mix of various different cultures and and people. And I think this theme song is a mix of like Latin, African, uh, contemporary music um which perfectly uh, describes the collection of people who exactly. are involved in this show exactly. it's very very clever and that kind of guttural raw kind of Ugh! sound kind of just like punctuates it yeah, a little um, chaotic as well yeah like it's not which again, perfect and it rough around the edges yeah. again setting that tone for what we're about the watch yeah so i just think it's absolutely perfect absolutely on point um and the images you get along with it you get um you've seen scenes someone getting tattooed with with the oz logo yeah do you know that and, and the person that's the creator who, who was getting tattooed really? with the oz logo yeah uh, the creator's tom fontana that's dedication um, to a show it is it? yeah i don't think i'd would i do that i'm not 100 if i if i was confident and had a show on hbo an hour special then um, i probably would do that too it's the first one mate it's a quite yeah. a landmark thing to do that's true I'd, I'd have to call I'd have to make sure the name of my show was was tattooable Cause yes because ima- imagine I, you create sex in the city you wouldn't want that on your you wouldn't want that on your arm no I don't know but um, yeah so we've don't, got- don't about my pot yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got um, so we've got this really great intro to the kind of vibe of, of Oz um, and then you kind of you get 
straight into the into the kind of action, and you get introduced to some of the characters. Well, I was like, I was just say, just jump in right at the start because yeah. right at the start of the thing, after the intro, off the theme music and, yeah. and such, you do get an explainer. The narration. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't remember the guy. I don't even remember picking up on the guy's name. Yeah. The the character's name or the actor's name. I'm seeing him in other things before. He's, yeah, he's in Lost. Of course he is. He's in Lost, yeah. It's he plays Michael in Lost. Michael in Lost, yeah, of yeah. course it is. Um, so he, Harold Perrineau. That's the one. Yeah, he plays Augustus and, Hill in it. And he is essentially like the narrator. He's also, a, a, you know, an inmate at this prison because yeah. Oz is... Uh, something penitentiary. Um, yeah, Oswald. It's the Oswald State Correctional Facility. That's it. Formerly Oswald State Penitentiary, and, and Oz is its nickname, it's nickname, which is great because. Um, sorry, I want to come back no, to your go, point go in a second. Um, and obviously, Oz is the. Em- it's also nicknamed an Emerald City because of Oz. Yeah. And you know, like um, it's the whole no place like home. It's kind of ironic that this is a prison. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a lot of Wizard of Oz imagery in this. Um, but. Um, yeah, so what, what was your point again? No, so the, the, the explainer right at the start, yeah. what Oz is, where it is, what sort of people are in there. Yeah. Really, it gives you just enough. It's different, isn't it? And it is different. Yeah, you're right. It yeah. breaks the mould of what you've... And obviously 1997, yeah. you know, didn't have this sort of thing beforehand. And I kind of like that. I was like, yeah. you've given me enough information now to make a mind up straight away. Yeah. If I like the theme tune, I like that explainer, I'm in. Yeah. If you don't, within a minute and a half, you exactly. know it's not for you. And do you know why they put that into the show? So, you, so again, uh, you have uh, this this inmate every now and again just popping in, having a word to the audience, but he's doing it in such a kind of poetic way. He's like, it's like making it more grand than it is. And yeah. it's, it's a bit quite Shakespearean. He's your access point as well to exactly. the show. Yeah. And the reason why uh, the creator, Fontana, decided to have the character like this do that is because men don't really say their feelings. Yeah. So, so, and especially if you're in prison, the type of guys who are in prison, you're not going to really, it's going to be all action and you won't know what's going on in their heads. So they needed someone to come in and every now and again goes, yeah, yeah, this, he's angry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, as if we didn't pick up on that. But yeah, you're right. It, yeah. it, just that, that little emotional explainer yeah. every now and then sort of dropped in is exactly. it, really useful. And I think it's really unique. And no, I don't think anyone's ever done it since. And it's quite, it's used a lot in like Greek, the- in Greek theatre where you have like um, an explanation of like the kind of bigger themes that's going on in a particular scene. Yeah. You have a character or a bunch little, of characters Little story joiners, aren't yeah. they? Almost like sort of between scenes, a kind of... Um, Explain what that, how that scene ends, and what goes on between that and then what you're about to see while they sort of change the scenery, type, almost type Egg, thing. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly what. That's why it's used in theatre. So you, you're listening to the narrator while um, they're doing things in the background. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is a good way to like join scenes as well. So it's just not like a hard cut into the next. Quick question on the cutaways that we talk about yeah. now, and then we'll come back. Um, is it me or were they a little bit weird? Like, Do you I, mean I, the flashbacks to... Um, no, 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 no. Like, when they cut away... When they cut to... The narrator. Um, the narrator, the show. And he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Obviously an inmate as well, because mm-hmm. you see him in the show, you know, within scenes. Yeah, yeah. But I think, what, the third or fourth one in, he's... Spinning around, yeah, isn't he? He's yeah, he's in like a glass box within the prison. Yeah. Which is just spinning. Like, not quickly, really slowly. Yeah. But you sort of don't notice at first. And he's and upside down. And then you're yeah. upside down. De- and I don't understand why. I mean, obviously, it's a directional choice, and it's to kind of give you the um, the impression that things aren't like exactly the right way up in prison. Things like you, yeah. But I, I did find it a little distracting. I mean, it is the point. It is it is a choice to to make you kind of like think 
life is topsy turvy in this prison, and it's just a way of, yeah. of doing that. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, uh, and it's that. unique and it's brave, um, and I think I think it really works. And this is why it's. I don't so, think it didn't work. Yeah, but I had to. I did have to genuinely. I mean, obviously, we watch these in a sort of analytical sense to, to yeah. chat about it, but. Mm-hmm. I kind of did find myself have to skip back 10, 15 seconds because I wasn't quite listening to him. Yeah. So, and I felt like I needed to hear what he had to say. Yeah, yeah. Did you just think, oh, I just got that. I got a weird... Uh, this has gone weird. <laughs> a weird ride in there. Yeah. Like, I didn't mind the cutaways when he was like in a really dark room and all you could see was his face. Yeah, yeah. Fine with that. You know, and even those moments where stuff was stuff happening in the background was fine. But mm-hmm. that particular one was the one that stood out for me. I and, I, and I just thought... What, what does he say? I didn't, I didn't know what oh, he just said. I loved it. I loved that kind of like surreal kind of um, almost, well, it's obviously breaking the fourth wall yeah, because yeah. he's speaking to the audience. So you can put him anyway. You can put him on that the moon. That is true. Yeah, that's a very fair point. Um, and I just think I just think it's brilliant and um It was definitely different. Brave. And, and I remembered it. I mean, I watched this um, uh, last week, some point, yeah. uh, well, it was at least five, six days back now. Yeah. Um, and I still remember that particular moment now. Yeah. So it's obviously very it, no. It's, it's you're, you're right. It is is and imagine like so. This is this is this is uh, HBO's first proper show that they made. Imagine when people saw this, and they just think, "What is going on?" It probably like blew their minds. But I, I just think it's a great directional choice. Um, I think the act the actor just pulls it off amazingly, and it's no wonder he got picked for last. He's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and and just talk a little bit about the actual prison setup. Go for like, it. there's no bars. Um, instead of bars, it's um, um, basically transparent. Gla- well, not glass, yeah, plastic. Plastic. So um, it's, in, it's the whole thing about Oz. It's the the guy who runs it, the correctional facility, has remodelled it to make it a bit more in line with his thinking um, and trying to reform these prisoners. So he doesn't want any bars. He wants everyone to see everything. Everything to be transparent, literally transparent. So um, everything's everything's transparent. Yeah, because the control centre is right in the middle as well. Up, yeah. Up high. Yeah, exactly. Open plan. Yeah. Kind of feels like an open plan, sort of modern living exactly. type it's, thing. It's a real kind of interesting way to do a prison because it's almost like you're not in a prison because there aren't any bars. Um, but yeah, in this particular episode, you, you meet a, a bunch of different characters and off podcast, we, we spoke about how surprising that some of them, I'm not going to spoil it, how surprising some of the how this episode ended up basically because you're introduced uh to a, a particular character who is a kind of rough around the edges like italian guy yeah who um basically doesn't really get on with anyone in the prison um when the kind of a bit of a lone wolf yeah and uh, jk simmons is in this from um uh, your drum yeah and your, Spider-Man and yeah and, uh, he's in this and he plays a Nazi he basically plays like a, um, a neo-Nazi and um, he he's quite hench in this as well he is yeah yeah and he tries to like get this guy on his side but the guy doesn't want anything to do it and basically this end up this episode ends up very surprisingly because the guy in question the prisoner in question you think he's going to be redeemed because he is a bit of a loner um, he's marked for death by other prisoners um, but he uh, basically helps this HIV pa- well, this, this patient, this prisoner who has HIV. Yeah, who is um, I think it must have been before they had the they had the pills to kind of like stop this, but he basically wanted to die. He wanted to die, and he asked this prisoner who's killed people before yeah. to kill him. Help, help me die. Yeah, yeah. 
So he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And eventually, like, his conscience gets the better of him and he kills him. And for that, him with a pillar, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And for that, he gets he gets um, the absolute S beating out of him. Yeah. Um, and probably gets more time on his... Um, but he didn't have a life sentence as well. So that's why he's got, like, he's got no yeah. care about stuff because he's got, like, he knows he's going to be there until he dies anyway. So exactly, yeah. To him, he's, there's no loss. He can't get yeah. any worse for him. But, like, so the, by the end of the episode, he's done something quite noble. And you think he might yeah. get rewarded for that. No, no such luck in Oz. This has kind of set no. the tone in Oz. Another kind of story strand in this is you get a kind of uh, quite a green guy who comes into prison. Yeah. Who um, he's told by his, his kind of prison helper initially um, that, look, like, just just um, don't smile at anyone. Yeah. Um, and just keep to yourself, keep your head down. And that's how you're going to survive in this prison. And unfortunately, he gets paired up in his prison cell with this massive guy called Adebisi who has intentions, sexual intentions <laughs> for well, him. Pretty well put there, Mr. Jed Shepard. Yeah. Excellently done. And uh, so, it, so yeah, so luckily, he's, he's J.K. Simmons once is, um, befriends him and says, well, ask to be transferred out into my cell. I'll look after you. So this guy's like, oh, thank you so much. Goes to J.K. Simmons' cell. Unfortunately, J.K. Simmons also is like... Also has the same intentions. Yeah, you're, you're, basically, you're my wife now. Yeah, So yeah. Um, has his... And just to jump in on that, because you make a point oh, about the, the guy who comes in, this newbie, um, very much, you know, your non-traditional, non-threatening kind of prisoner. You know, yeah. he, I can't remember what he gets done for. Was it fraud or some, some sort? Uh, is it hit and run or is it fraud? Oh, it's yeah, hit and run, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, something like, yeah. And, you know, he's obviously not, a bad guy as such but he's done one thing and he's got caught and he's now in prison so yeah. but that whole new character thing which we talk about often is yeah. that he is our he's the guy we're following we're the new beast right. of the, his name's Tobias Bleacher I remember yeah. Bleacher yeah. we're the new guy to the show so is he and we're on this journey with him Yeah. Um, but we obviously get to meet all the guys who've been there for years and, yeah. and the sort of well established yeah. uh, members of the penitentiary exactly and um yeah, um, so he, he's basically, he ends up being J.K. Simmons' wife in prison. And so his life isn't great. No, <laughs> I mean, no it's not going well for him. Yeah, um, and then you also, um, in terms of the police officer, you were introduced uh, to one particular police officer who's played uh, by Edie Falco, who is... I was about to say this. Yeah. It's one of the things I wrote down. It's Carmela from The Sopranos. Carmela from The Sopranos. Uh, Tony Soprano's wife, who obviously, based on this, it was a, this was a massive hit for HBO. Yeah. So obviously it was, just, it was, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. Stick her in The Sopranos. She's got this kind of authority about her with a voice, the yeah. way she sort of holds herself. And yeah, she's a great actress. She, she really is. And um, yeah, it just it makes you think, okay, at least there's one person trying to do the right thing in this prison. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, and even the guy in charge, in fairness, I can't remember. He's the, uh, trying his best. You know, yeah, he's trying to make a prison um, different, but he's also still trying to do the whole reform thing, which is yeah. ultimately what prison is about. You know, it's about punishing those who've done wrong, but trying to get them back on the straight and narrow. Yeah, because there's no good hold up in a concrete cell for the rest of their lives. You know, just trying to get back in society if you can. Yeah. So, like, just just to kind of like quickly like summarize this, um, if you if you if you're a fan of uh, Orange Is a New Black. Um, other prison things like that. This is darker than that. This is brutal. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's not going to end with with everyone dancing on a bed or, or anything no. like that, or um, coming or finding themselves or anything like that. This is dark, and I've seen like every episode of Oz, and there's about six seasons or something, and it's just dark all the way through. But I love this kind of stuff. I absolutely love the kind of intricate plot twist, the kind of scheming against each other. It's so so Shakespearean. Well, just to pick up on that intricate sort of plot twists. Um, it's the one thing I have a problem with in this episode. 
Okay. And as we say, we always only uh, you know assess the show based on its pilot. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I I quite liked it. I liked the different sort of vibe about the whole thing. This this new way of looking at prison, uh, the narration side of things. This you say the glass doors rather than the bars. Everything about it sort of gave me sort of you know oh I need to know more about this prison and the, the and the people in it. Yeah. Especially this guy, um, this lone wolf, kind of is this Italian American guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know I Ortolani, I, I, his name is Ortolani. That's it. And he meets a. He's, I just yeah. the ending ruined it for me, mate. I'm sorry. It took it. It really. You did say this to me, yeah. I did say, and I, I, I don't know now what I'm watching on for. So, so, so basically, I mean, this. Is I, a, a I don't mini think spoiler. It, it's a mini spoiler, but it's not because yeah. ultimately it's only the first episode. So, so you're so you're basically led to believe that this guy Dino or Ortolani. This is the first episode, don't forget. You're led to believe that he is the protagonist that you're following throughout this series. Yeah, and you think that he's obviously going to be a big part of the day-to-day problems yeah. and mm-hmm. situations that run throughout. Yeah, but by the end of the episode... He's dead. He's dead. In the most gruesome way, he's set on fire. Yeah, and I and I, and I just think... <laughs> you think... Because like, I, I genuinely was thinking, like, I need to know now what he's going to do next. And yeah. the next thing I know, he's gone. I'm like, oh. Yeah. But then, and I know, and I get there are other, other you know antagonists other that go in. There are other people in there, and you New can people see come to the prison definitely every day. going to be some people in there who are going to cause some uproar and, and, and problems. And I get that yeah. as well. But he was the one I like. I felt that they were trying to get me in into him, yeah. and I did. And then they kill him, and I'm like, well, what's the point of that? <laughs> um, and for me, it was a bit like it was. It was a bit of a letdown. I felt a bit let down. Okay. I wanted to follow him. And I mean, they they do have to kind of. This is the first episode. They do have to grab people's interest, and I think having something in like that, which so, this show is all about, like, um, yeah, pushing the boundaries. I always thought that wasn't necessary. If they'd killed him in the next episode, fine. But then I've, I've already watched two episodes at that point. You know. Yeah. For well, me, for me, it was the only thing. Okay. That let it down a bit. Okay. I, I actually really. Um, I, that's one of the points I really, really love. I, I love that they've pull the rug from out from under you and you're just thinking hang on this isn't how TV shows are meant to, to go um, can I just talk about the, the casting briefly yep. um, you have the uh, warden uh, played by Ernie Hudson who is Winston Deadmore from Ghostbusters tick that's great <laughs> Um, you have um, the didn't, got, didn't pick that up yeah you have um, Augustus Hill who's played by Harold Perrineau who is from Lost who's yep. just brilliant and this, this was one of the main first things he did um and the, side, the guy that plays Saeed, Eamon Walker, um, is absolutely brilliant as well. Um, and obviously you've got um, Edie Falco from The Sopranos. Yep. Um, you've got some J.K. Simmons. He plays Vern Schillener. Just just the people in this is just absolutely it's, incredible. It's they all went on to do it's quite a list of big, actors big things. That, um, yeah, go on to yeah. other big shows and some of which we've already covered yeah. on the podcast. So. You really have. But in conclusion, this is... Obviously, this was, as people say, the start of the golden age of television. Um, it's essential viewing if, if you'd like HBO stuff, and everyone does. Um, it's almost the thing that HBO's built on. Maybe they wouldn't be a Game of Thrones if it wasn't for this. Well, I was about to say, I wouldn't. Um, some shows break the mold. Yeah. This one is the mold. Yeah, it, exactly. You're right. Which I think does give it some clout. Yeah. Um, Every other prison drama after this has copied elements from this I, I find um, and yeah I just think it's the best 
prison show that there's ever been. Um, I think it's so different, and that's what I just love when people take chances, and I think it's worked. Um, and I still think it's criminally underrated because not a lot of people know about it. Um, and they should. And I think Netflix needs to sort their lives out and get it on there <laughs> so people can discover it again. Um, and, and you I, heard it here of Netflix. Yeah. Jed said, get it on there. I, I mean, I've got another podcast, as you know, Rock, because you've been on a couple of times, yeah. called What to Watch on Netflix. And if this was on Netflix... It would be in my... Watch yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Or you can find it on another stream because Oz is amazing. Um, but anyway, we'll come I, to the scores. I, I enjoyed oh, yeah. it. I enjoyed it, but it was it, it, did, it was tarnished by the ending, I'm afraid, for me. A surprise... I don't know how a surprise ending can be disappointing. Just because it... Just because it, it, it was the wrong kind of surprise for me. <laughs> it didn't go your way. So no. You just <laughs> but but I'll, I'll tell you what I think score-wise in okay, a little while. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll crag on to my show because yeah. uh, you brought that to the table and I thought, well, I have to kind of match it with something maybe similar. Um, so I've kind of come with something... Well, you obviously... You're in for a disappointment here, Robert. Go on, keep going. <laughs> All right, just get, just get the theme tune on. Um, it's the TV adaptation of the film Snatch. I like the set. I like the tiles of this. It's kind of different. It's a bit mad. It's a bit quirky. Kind of it's mood a bit setting. Quirky, yeah. It's kind of got this British kind of feel to it. It's a bit chaotic. A bit yeah. haphazard. So yeah, that's um, true. I'm a big fan of Snatch. Um, love the movie, right? Just go oh, there's a movie as well. So the, the I'm, film. I'm joking. No, I do. I do. Sometimes I do want to poke him in the eye. I do, um, I do like the movie. I love Movie's the movie. Great, yeah. I'm a big fan of the movie, um, and I kind of like this whole British. Underworld um, thing. I'm that's sick that, of it. I, 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 are you? Okay. I'm sick of that whole British Cockney gangster wide boy. All right, mate. Yeah. Like, let's just stab someone in the face and yeah, everyone will <laughs> love us for it. And yeah, get a fiver. Get some, put some money on the horses. Uh, oh, it's just, it just makes me sick. It's just so. Overdone. It's, it's, it's the American view of how British people are, I find. Yeah. N- nobody is like this. The only people that are like this are people who've seen American well, films this portraying is, this. Uh, although uh, played by British actors uh, yeah. and obviously set in Britain, uh, made by an American company. Yeah. Um, so that's probably why. And I and I do absolutely 100% agree with you. Nothing winds me up more than when Americans try to do British yeah. culture. And that's not a... I mean, it is a dig at the Americans for doing it. Uh, and I'm sure we butcher American stuff th- vice versa. Yeah. I kind of like this, but okay. Right, so look, so, 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 can I ask so you a question first? Si- uh, yeah, go on. In. Was there any need to make a TV show snatch? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there really wasn't. No, there wasn't. The you're film right. was good enough. There, there wasn't. Um, and it, you know, you're running a big risk when you've got a, a, a hit movie which did really well. Yeah. You know, it, and it's a bit of a sort of cult classic, really. Um, sort of British gangster kind of film. Um. It's well, you know, so you've got the like, and the thing, but the thing is, they've obviously got some clout. Um, whoever's managed to pitch this has obviously got some clout because they've got the likes of Rupert Grint. Now, you know, yeah. before you can get into the other actors true, who have true. all played some big parts in other shows as I, well, I like Rupert Grint. Rupert Grint yeah. is Harry Potter. You know, yeah. we're talking big time. He could do anything he likes. True, he could do any job mm-hmm. anywhere in the world. And he can demand any money he likes. So why you, is he doing this? Did he? Did he I don't know. 
does he owe some money in taxes or something? <laughs> so he was just like, get dodgy, me anything. Dodgy offshore account in the Isle of Man. Yeah. I can't imagine his agent called him up. Like Rupert, like of, uh, all right, mate, uh, how's all the, how's all the uh, money from uh, the Harry Potter films going? Yep, good, great, great, great. I get 10%, so that's cool. I've uh, got a project for you, mate. Um, gonna, you're going to absolutely love it. Um, do you know that film Snatch? Nope, it's uh, it's not a sequel to Snatch. It's a TV show. Yep, yep stop shouting, stop shouting. Um, <laughs> oh, where, where it's going to be showed? No, no, it's not HBO. No, it's not Sky One. It's uh, on Crackle. Yeah, stop, stop staring at me, Rupert, Rupert. <laughs> Crackle is a thing. Crackle is a thing. What, what is crackle, Rob? What is crackle? You have a very fair point here. You do have a fair point. Um, it's on crackle. So it no was, one's ever going to watch this. It was uh, originally streamed on a service called Crackle, which is obviously an American on-demand in online um, service yeah. back in February and March this year. Um, and then BT... Uh, and they've got their own sort of TV streaming, uh, TV subscription package in the UK. Okay. Um, I've picked up on it and they're now showing it as a sort of BT exclusive. So if you've got BT TV, right, okay. you can watch it on there and it's obviously available to stream online still. Okay. Um, if you don't know about the film, um, it's Chances. It's about, you know, people sort of, they're, in a fa- they're, they're kind of born into this kind of, you know, yeah. backhanded sort of, you know, wheeling and dealing, ducking and diving, but not in the Del Boy and Rodney sense, more in the, yeah. you know. It is like Only Fools and Horses, but without the comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. it is true. That's a fair point. And, you know, bare knuckle boxing, that kind of thing. And, and it's sort of... Such a cliche. It's it is a cliche. An, it, such an East End cliche. It is, a, it, but it's... It's light. You don't take this seriously. I think if you go into this show watching it and, and take it seriously, you are going to be bitterly disappointed. You're going to feel exactly like you do about it, right? Really? The opening scene goes back a bit, right? So you get the kind of... right. Let's just break it down a little okay, bit. Okay, break so the, it down. The opening scene, you've got um, a guy wearing um, a queen mask, a mask of the queen, um, running away from some guys with guns he gets shot um, yeah. but he's still you know, he's wounded runs back home uh, and his boy's still up it's New Year's Eve and clearly it's gone midnight um, and he's talking to his boy and he's saying you know sometimes in life son you know you work hard for stuff and whatnot, but sometimes you just got to go and take it Yeah. Um, and anyway so he sends his boy upstairs and he goes no matter what you hear down here stay upstairs don't come downstairs anyway the old Bill will have a burst in through the front door and nick him stick him in jail yeah. So you got this kind of scene set sort of from a young age. So he's obviously had this upbringing where he's he's kind of got it in his life. He's used to this whole, yeah. you know, dodgy dealings and things like that. And then yeah, he cuts to so. sort of current day. And then he's you know trying to make a sort of name for himself. You know, doing you know running a small business with family, um, doing some stuff on the side, and not all legitimate work as well. Um, and. <sighs> I know what you're saying, and, it, and, it, and the problem is, is that all this stuff gets glamorised, and we can talk about, we can go back and look at like Peaky Blinders, which we talked about a few weeks back, yeah, and The Sopranos, and you can talk about the mafia. Now, I'm sure if you were to actually be in one of these circles in real life, yeah, you could find flaw in every single one of these shows. But th- this is this is so one-dimensional. There's no. There's no technique to any of the the writing is so terrible and I like and like I know like I'm saying this from from a writer's point of view but okay let me give you an explanation of something they've they missed a known got they've missed an open goal here Go they could have done something and made it amazing but they didn't so there's this one scene towards the end where there's this uh, big uh, boxing match yep and the it, it's, it, it, he's meant to throw it. this boxer's meant to, to throw the match in round four in right the fourth round yep 
Um, so, so Albert, just to, to explain yeah, this yeah, bit, okay. so Vic is his dad. Yeah. Albert's the boy. Vic is the one who got nicked at the start of the scene, yeah. uh, start of the show. He's in jail. Yeah. He's trying to fix it from inside prison. His boy Albert has set the fight up. Yeah. He's trying to rig it so that he wins the fight in round four. His old man Vic is trying to fix it so he gets down. He goes down yeah. in round four. So Albert tells Rupert Grint, okay, my dad's told told him to go down round four, but I'm going to tell him to, to win in round four. Yep. Here's 30 grand, stick it on him to win in round four. Yep. And Rupert Grint, he, he kind of goes, okay, I'll do that. And you see, you think, oh, okay, he's, he's going to do the complete opposite. Because um, obviously it'd be t- it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be interesting if he actually put that 30 grand on him to win because that's what he wanted but, him to yeah, do. Yeah, but that's so what, what you expect him so to what do. You, what so, the, so obviously, it's it, the double bluff. It gets to round. It gets to round four, and he gets knocked out. So obviously, um, Albert's dad in prison, Viv, he thinks he's won all that money. What would have been the better script yeah. is if Rupert Grint. Um, they, so they, they get kicked out of the, out of the thing because they were starting a fight. Yeah, and they're walking down the roads and they're going, "Oh, oh my god, everyone wants us for money." Yeah, um, Dad thinks he's won because what, and of then that. Grin just and, goes. And Grin well, you know, you tell me they put on that thirty grand to have him to win. I actually put on thirty grand to lose. They'd be like, "I can't believe you!" Oh, hang on, we've just won one hundred fifty grand. Jobs are good. And yeah, but that's that the end of the, the show. No, but then. That would be a great start and a great twist, and that that would be the kind of Why more would it? interesting. That's, that's so predictable. No, the predictable that's, thing that, is, no, that, oh, they no, lost the money. That's the predictable thing. The predictable thing would have been for him to have like gone against his mate against better judgment. But this is absolutely boring. This is just like straight down the line. There's nothing to think about. It's just like uh, this thing happens and this thing happens, this thing happens and this thing happens. It's just the most boring. Like it was written on the back of a stamp. Yeah, but it's a run. Story, it was like. a run of bad luck. And the thing is, you, and you have these things in life. You know, every day you have yeah. you have like a bad day. You wake up and you miss the first, but you miss your bus or miss your train, whatever. Yeah. And then the next thing you you know you you. You spill your coffee down yourself, and it's and it's that run of bad luck, and obviously it's He's exaggerated. Up me spilling the Lucas the other week. I told you not to talk about that. That's just a bad day. That was Sorry, a bad man, day. I just, you know, just in case anyone missed it. Um, yeah, you know, we can all relate to having a run of bad luck and never getting I can't, a break. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you know, we've all had days or weeks like it where it's just continually against you, and you just feel like the world's on, and you know, bearing down on you. I assume so. It's not happened to me so far, but okay. <laughs> I'm joking. Look, I mean, it feels it feels very rough. It feels very um, sketchy. Unsure of what it's doing. I will give you that. I, you know, there is an element of not really knowing what it's trying to be. It's just so everything about is cliche, and like the thing that just makes me hate this show even more is uh, the mobster's girlfriend. Yeah, uh, played by Phoebe. Dinova, she plays a yep. girl called Lottie Mott. Great name, by the way, Lottie Mott. Yeah, and she's the worst actress I've ever seen. She, I mean, she's pretty, which is which is the aim of this. She's the worst. She has quite a big part in this. And I'm just like every time she's on screen, it's like she sucks all the life out of it. Out of the small bit of life that this show has, she sucks it out. She, she's got. If I was Rupert Grint, I turned up on set and looked around, and these guys were there, I'd just be like, "What has happened?" What has happened? I'll get my wand out and fly away. That's what I would do. It's just so much to hate about. And like, do Grey Scott's in this? He plays. Uh, uh, he plays um, his dad, Albert's dad. Yeah, Vic. Vic. Do Grey, do Grey Scott is a brilliant actor. Why did he agree to be in this? Is he like his IMDb page must have been like barren for a little while, so he just signed up to it. It's absolutely sh- it's shocking. And I'll tell you another thing that's shocking about this. Um, 
The kind I of can't like, see this getting a very good score this week, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. The, the local... These words are coming out of my mouth now just make no sense. The local Cuban crime lord. What was the Cuban crime lord doing in East London? Anyway, the local Cuban crime lord, uh, Sonny Castillo, is played by Ed Westwick. Yep. Um, and I don't know if you know what's going on with Ed Westwick yeah, at the moment. Yeah, I, I had seen that. I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah. I'm going to bring it up because it just adds to the absolute... Fast. Nightmare of, the, of this TV show. So if, if you don't know, Ed Westwick, he plays a recurring role as Might a... Might be interesting as they've just renewed this for a second season as well. <laughs> yeah, he plays a gangster. And basically, he um, Ed Westwick has been accused of multiple, alleged multiple sexual misconduct yeah. uh, against a number of women, um, all coming out of... Um, it started with Harvey Weinstein and it's kind of all, all the top men in Hollywood are being... Um, uh, kind of, they've fallen like, now, like yeah. dominoes, yeah. yeah. And um, and apparently, Ed Westwick, who plays always plays a bad guy, he actually is a bad guy in real life. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's actually a wrong one. So when I was watching potentially, this, potentially, we when should I was really say. watching this, and he is physically abusing his girlfriend, pushing her up against the wall by her neck, slapping her on the bottom, doing all kinds of stuff. I'm just like, okay, this wasn't an act. This wasn't an act. And maybe that is a reason to watch this because you you can see him being an absolute devil. Um, and nice that's how it is in real words. life. Um, um, I, 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 you obviously, when you you messaged me, we talked about this in the week briefly. Um, yeah, and I was just like, you no, know, I quite enjoyed this because I found it very easy, very light. I didn't. I'm not taking this seriously. This isn't going to um, set a standard. It's not going to break the standards. It's just there. It's. I just wanted to try it. For me, I loved the film. And when they said that yeah. they'd made a TV show based on the premise, yeah. um, I thought, I've got to give this a whirl. Uh, and we've got to watch every show. So, <laughs> you know, it was always going to have to watch this at some point. Um, I don't feel like anything I'm going to say is going to change anything you're going to think about this. Likely um, not, no. So it aired on Crackle, which is owned by Sony, by the way. Um, so maybe there's some okay. other underlying connection, reasons behind the, you know, doing this. I don't know if they own the film. And they just would, you know, scratching around for ideas. I, I, maybe the creative, possibly, maybe yeah. the creatives at Sony were having a bad start of the year. Yeah, you're probably right. Actually. Who knows? Um, quite some of you say about the actors, like no one knows who they are, but a lot of them have done a lot of British television. You know, even if it's just like little moments here, little sort of hits and and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Lucian, who plays Billy, the boxer, uh, it was in, he's been in Grainchill, Corrie, Waterloo Road, Casualty, Shameless. Um, okay. You've got... Um, th- this is weird, right? So check this out. The, the, one of the teleplay writers for the, for the pilot, yeah. um, Alex Durakoff, um, previously made a thing called The Calcium Kid. I know which that, had yeah. Orlando Bloom yeah, in yeah, it yeah. as a milkman and an amateur boxer. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just loved saying this out loud. I remember when that came out. I was like, why um, would someone make this film? But he also produced a lot of music videos in the nineties and noughties. Okay, quite Th- a lot of. This feels like a low-budget music video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from and, the nineties. And once you know that, you kind of, kind of makes sense as to why it feels the way it feels. Yeah, yeah. I. I wouldn't be, you know, upset if they didn't make this anymore. Well, do you know what? I and mean, I will probably watch it if it's on and I blip over to it. But I might hate watch this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like search it out. 
I might hate watch this because I just want to see. So like, there was you just want to see it get worse. Well, it's funny because like there was about thirty seconds left of the episode, and I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden, they in in thirty seconds they fit in this whole crime plot. And I was like, hang on, they, ha- they haven't got enough time to finish this of them robbing this this van, and it just kind of ends. It's just like that's not how you make a TV show. It's like, I mean, I'm not sure if this guy who who, who created this has ever seen a TV show before, <laughs> but this is not how you make a TV show. <laughs> I think this is absolute and utter trash. Um, I'm expecting good score for this one in a minute. But, <laughs> but because I'm curious as to what happens, so maybe can it can it get any worse? Um, who knows? Yeah. Well, let, let's let's go to scores. I think it's time to. Okay. Go. I don't think there's anything else I can say about this that's going to improve its uh, chances <laughs> of being high on the board. But uh, there we'll we go. Yeah. Um, let's go to Oz first. Yeah. Uh, your show. Um, so I go first. Okay. Go for it. Again, as I said, it's the start of the Golden Age of TV, the first HBO show. Um, it's the, one of the most influential shows uh, you can get. Um, it's in a subgenre that I love, prison dramas. Everyone who's in it is absolutely amazing at, at, at acting and they've gone on to do amazing things. It's really original. Um, I love it. Um, I love other episodes in this show more than the pilot episode, though. So that's why okay. it's not getting the top, top, top marks. But I'm going to give this 8.5. All right. Um, because this is a seminal show. Cool. Uh, and what's your score for us? Uh, well, I wrote down one number, but I am going to lift it up. I'm going okay. to improve it because have you know the, the key thing we've said yeah, this quite yeah, a yeah. lot is that once you get to chat about it, you start to think actually no, you are right. That makes more sense, and yeah. it kind of explains that a little bit more. Um, and some of the things I didn't even notice, like actually, I kind of subconsciously noticed that there were no bars in the prison. And with all that in mind, I am going to give Oz a seven point five. Seven point five. That's so not too bad. That's Sixteen. Yeah. 16. That's okay, right. that's decent. And that's half decent. That is alongside The Flash. That's about right. Pretty I good think. company yeah. around that point. I mean, Oz does get better, so don't judge it just on the on the pilot episode. No, I, I, I would happily go on and watch more. So. Yeah. And if you do that too, I, I thoroughly recommend it. Um, I'm not 100% sure where you can find Oz, but... Um, track it down because it is really worth worth, it I'd I'd say it's worth uh, investing a couple of hours of your time and watching a few episodes I think for sure so okay all right okay I'm not looking forward to this but um, (laughs) let's just do it anyway Uh, Snatch I wrote a score down I'm taking it down a little bit Um, I think I've been a bit optimistic Um, uh, I'm going to go for a six which I think has been quite generous you've been very generous Um, so well just give it to me man don't 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 tease me I'm actually bringing my score up I'm going to bring my score okay. up uh, because of Rupert Grant. Right. And it's, I brought it up. Two. It's a nice round number. One. <laughs> oh, don't do it. And it should be grateful that it gets, it should be grateful that it gets one. Stop Rob's it. Rob's bursting the stitches now. Oh, it, it hurts. It, it, it barely deserves a one. I'm going to give one. it a one. Oh my Just because it, it takes something for someone to make a TV show. Ladies so. and gentlemen, it's official. Quantum Leap is no longer the worst pilot episode we have reviewed. As well it should. Um, this is an abomination. It's a travesty of a TV show. It should never have been made. Crackle should just snap and pop, Hang I your think. head in shame. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It's the well, worst. Listen, hey, look, 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 your opinion's your opinion, mine's mine. And Unless I'm you're a sure, sexual and, offender. And I'm, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure that people will agree with you. And I think yeah. others, some others might enjoy it a little bit like I did and took it very, very lightly, not really take it too seriously. It's a bit of fluff. I mean, they're going to use this as a torture torture device in, in like Guantanamo Bay, forcing people to watch this in order to get extracted information out of them. It's awful. Do, 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 do not right. watch another episode okay, of it. Okay, fine. 
Uh, I probably won't. Um, <laughs> so let's move on and hopefully do something with a slightly better score next week. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, this is back in 2018 uh, with some new episodes. So I'm looking forward to this. Sex in the City. Uh, well, that will be on the list. It's on the list oh, still. Okay. Um, no, I want to do next week, if yep. we can. Uh, probably the last one we'll get in before Christmas, I reckon. Ooh, ooh okay. Um, before we do some Christmas specials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we do Luther? We can't. Oh, cards on the table. Disclaimer. Yeah. My sister's in Luther. Oh, so okay. it's probably going to get an artificially high score. <laughs> an artificially high. That's a bit mean about your sister, isn't it? <laughs> oh, um, um, cool. So what are you going to put up against Luther? Luther. So I, I mean, I'm going to do a TV show, which we should have really done from, from the start. Everyone's kind of asking me why we haven't done it. So I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Another crime show. It's The Wire. Another Ooh, HBO. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, confession time. Seen the pilot. Not okay. seen any others. That, that doesn't fill me full of confidence. <laughs> Why haven't you seen it? You never it? know. Yeah. You never know. Uh, some might be time. Okay. Might be that I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, but you'll find out next week. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but I'll go away and watch it again with a thinking cap on and the notepad okay. at hand. That's a biggie. The Wire versus Luther. And both with Idris. Oh, yeah. There's your accidental link. Nice. I don't know if you did that by mistake or on purpose. Not Idris Elba. I'd like to say that I did it on purpose, but I really did. In both. Um, so there we go. It's the Idris Elba special next week. Wow. <laughs> and it's England versus uh, America crime special as well. USA. USA. <laughs> um, well, actually, I think, to be honest with you, I think uh, the Louvre might win that one, but... In, the, the spoilers okay well it's not a spoiler because I've got to go away and watch them again well I mean I, I, can't, I haven't watched the first episode of Luther for a long time yeah but I, I mean, have I seen love it all. Bo- I love both I love both shows but I mean you know everybody loves The Wire I mean everyone loves Luther too but I mean The Wire is The Wire there's only one The Wire Subscribe on iTunes now and Uh-oh. you'll find out next Wednesday how good a score it gets and uh, where it fits in on our league table. Yeah. Uh, if they want to get in touch and you want to watch the shows ahead of time and send us a little recording of yourself and your review, by all means, please do so. Uh, you can do so on Twitter at Jed Shepherd. That's J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And you can tweet me at The Jellyman. That's T-H-E-E-E. Jellyman. Yeah. Both of which are available as a ringtone if you ask for it. Um, so, yeah, Luther and The Wire next week. Uh, subscribe on iTunes if you are that way inclined. If you want to use another podcast app, I'm going to do it that way. Yeah. Uh, and if you can rate and review for us, uh, very uh, big thanks to a few people who have done that for us recently. Yeah. Five stars and a poo emoji is all we ask. <laughs> we don't ask a lot. It's that simple. You haven't That's even got to think ask. of words. Just put a poo emoji in there. We will be happy with <laughs> and that. And five stars. Oh, and five stars, yeah, yeah. yeah obviously. Um, uh, so, yeah, cool. All done. Great. For another week. So that leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Jelly man. Why the cookie monster? I don't know. More like the honey monster. Oh, yeah.